0: Is Idle Inspiration the show about finding our next favorite role-playing game or building it? We're back once more with another episode. I'm Caleb. I'm David. And we're back, and we're gonna do another Bonds episode. So last time we had an episode, it was just me and Connor, and we talked about what did we talk about? I can't even remember now.
1: Uh, we gaming, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Connor had just finished Orphans. Yeah. So that's what it was. Orphans, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're back. And David is back and we're going to talk about bonds again. Yeah. We're, we're about to start a play test. Whenever you watch to well,
2: you know, what's going to happen
0: is we're going to just play Elysian road straight through and never right. have
2: a... <laughs> no one's going to be sick. And then it won't matter. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Or not sick, but gone. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Um, uh, which, you know, that's uh, a, I guess I mean, a good problem to yeah. have. So y- exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, <laughs> but in and, and the chance that uh we do end up having to give it some uh use uh we're gonna look through and i've changed an awful lot of stuff since the last time we did something which i don't think we've recorded anyways yeah no we didn't record the uh the butt stallion episode we so. did not
0: record the butt stallion episode no yeah
2: <laughs> so um, which is dubbed by jared to be the best thing we've ever yeah, done apparently uh, yeah <laughs> uh, we spent or they spent i think like half an hour to wendy's like a a, fan, a modern fantasy Wendy's, mm-hmm. and uh, at a convention about a guy who killed cats during a cat <laughs> and um, the being chased of by Butt Stallion and Ben Hill. Yeah, being chased by cops who hate um, unicorns. Yes,
0: there, it was uh, racist. It was all a racist <laughs> ploy. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, we did that play test, um, but then David wants to do a more extensive play test. And since usually is what happens is we'll have a person gone and we can't do the normal thing we're doing. And so we'll do a little one shot thing. But um, we wanted to give Bonza a a run, like an actual campaign style run. uh, So David can iron out all the the details. Um, I see on your little doc here you have needs revision, needs focus (laughs) testing, needs expanding on various
2: things. I was just okay. highlighting everything, and I'm like, this is kind of not useful, so I'm just going to make different color highlights so that I remember why I've highlighted things. Yeah, there you go. That's, um, that's good. So yeah, I have some notes at the top for stuff that I've decided but haven't like fixed the text for, oh, nice. which is why it has this green. And then there's stuff that I need to fix that I haven't read, and then stuff that I'm like, mm, I have no idea if this is going to work, so I put it in orange. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's the whole thing, but that's stuff I'm I'm specifically not sure about yeah
0: that's, usually it's stuff that nice i've made though. up oh man yeah. I, I'm, I'm liking um that. it looks very
2: well like clearly written out so we have yeah. something to to um yeah go back to and I'm trying to figure out what's going on i will yeah so i mean if it's all the same to you i guess i'll just go through each thing and and i'll try and be very brief about each thing because yeah. there's a lot mm-hmm. of things um i'll skip the green stuff for now because it, that all belongs somewhere in the text somewhere so yeah um the first part here is is basically just the blurb you get at the beginning of any game where it's like it'd be nice and also have fun it, it's a game um specifically for this game there's a section on mechanics don't happen unless narrative says they do uh sort of uh, apocalypse world style mm-hmm. um, there's a section about not just saying no because that's boring there's a section on scale um, I, I've changed one of the uh, basically. There's a new attack action um, because I've remodeled some stuff. And if you're attacking a vulnerable character, basically this is like um, <clears throat> what's the is like sucker punch or something in Apocalypse World. Oh, um, something like that. Oh, <coughs> well, where basically
0: it's like they can't do anything, so it just right. happens. Yeah,
2: I basically made one of those, and so my idea is. Um, the different scales sort of decide how easily a character might be vulnerable, especially for being shot at. Right. So, like, if a, if a scale zero character is out in the middle of nowhere and someone shoots at them, and they're not wearing like, you know, if, if they're wearing full plate mail, plate armor, sorry, and the guy's using an arrow, then they can defend. But if they're not, they are just they're considered vulnerable, which basically just means they're more likely to get really hurt. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and so, uh, th- that the scales basically that's the biggest deal for that is like. At scale zero, um, you're vulnerable in a lot more situations. At scale one, you're probably still vulnerable pretty often if you're not being smart. But yeah, there's the possibility of you having some superhuman ability that helps you out there. At scale two, you're basically you know you're there's going to be characters who are tough enough that they could just be shot and be fine. And then at scale three, you're basically only going to be vulnerable if someone's Danny's using a MacGuffin on you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, that's that's really the only thing i've changed here is i've sort of clarified cool. some of that yeah that's what I there and so we were going for scale two or scale 1.5 uh, scale scale one is the standard so basically yeah it's i imagine scale one is being like oh i see i, uh, I didn't realize i i've skipped over scale zero again um said, oh yeah i was looking at this yeah so. so scale two is like i'm imagining that if you're at scale two you're like basically in the mcu yeah, pretty much. And scale one would be like if you're one of those TV shows, right? Yeah. Um, and so even if you're like pretty tough in scale one, it's still technically like scale sure. one. So yeah, I think 1.5 is what we landed on, but basically it's scale one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, then I have the resolution thing here. Um, the, my one issue I have so far, I guess it's kind of the same problem that fate has with aspects, but everything is called a tag now. Just, just tags everywhere. I use the word tag a lot. Okay, fine. Tag. There's 163 instances of the word tag in this 20-page document. Fun, fun. It's actually less than I thought. But anyways, um, so, yeah, I, I've i called a lot of things tags. Uh, by the end of it, I've basically just renamed aspects. That's what happened. Um, it just took a while to get there. Yeah. Uh, so when you're rolling, you state your intent. Um, you assemble a pool from the following elements. get your fate die, which is the one die you always get. One is bad. Six is good. Uh, then the success is normal otherwise. One is like a negative twist and a six is a positive twist. So that's like just, you know, succeeding with a, you, you, that's to allow success with like a drawback and that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there's the approach die, which is your, um, you just have, there's two approaches now. I mean, there's still the six, but you pick two. Sounds way into
0: the dark to me.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of you gets, uh, one of your approaches gets plus two. One of them gets plus one. The all The rest all have plus zero because it basically was how it was going anyways. You were just, everyone was just using one or two of them. And I was like trying to cut down on the dice pool as much as possible because there were so many different elements. And yeah. so I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna, you just pick one that you're really good at and one that you're kind of good at. And let's go from there. Uh, it takes a space in your character sheet. Uh, your condition die, which is basically your stat that you're using, um, more of the actual physical stat. And uh, die tags, which are basically just anything it gives you extra dice from like, there's a bunch of different kinds. So we'll get to that later. Uh, advantage tags, that's from create advantage. If someone use that scene tags, that's, I don't know, actually a kind of, so both kinds of die tags, but um, that's like, you know, basically it's like a scene aspect. So if you had, if it's dark and that's a scene yeah. tag on the map, and you're trying to shoot someone, they might take it's dark as a die tag to not be hit. Right. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, if there's any boost dice, use those. So basically there's a lot of elements you could pull from, but you're rarely going to be pulling from all of them at once. So yeah. Um, kind of like the way the burning wheel does, where there's mm-hmm. a handful of different places you could get dice from, but um, Typically, it's only one or two you you're actually getting them from. Right. Yeah. Um, There'll probably be more and more often than this than in burning wheel, but still, um, and then uh, a lot of them will be pretty automatic. Uh, you roll, you get four pluses. Those are hits. Minuses are three minuses. Um, if you get a so right now, I have sixes exploding just to allow for smaller dipoles pools to have a chance of mm-hmm. contesting larger ones. We'll see how that goes. That should be that should be an orange for sure, Zs because uh, I don't know about that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Automatically um, open any all tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, honestly, um, I feel like if if you're already going with the fate thing, there. Well, I mean do you maybe want to open in it both ways
2: automatically or do you want it skewed to skew um, success? Well, so there's a, is an uh, drawback tag you can take that, that open ends it the Uh-oh. other way. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so currently that's the way I have it. Um, and I don't have a lot of different kinds of drawback tags. So I want to keep that one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I have as much those as I can. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one to have as an
0: actual thing you can choose. That's, that's mm-hmm. the sort of thing that Jared okay. would choose for a character till oh, yeah. he knows it, it will create chaos. <laughs>
2: Right, exactly. Um uh and then if you invoke uh, sorry. Oh yeah, so then actually this is the order of resolution basically. say so, yeah, you roll, and then you can invoke after your roll any um any relevant traits, which are basically just character aspects, um, to re-roll your misses. Uh so it's basically like a call on. Mm-hmm. Oops, I messed that up. Uh then you check to see if there are any twists. So if, if your fate die had a one or a six. Um the GM's d- dice don't twist, but the oil players do. Um
0: so so wait, um in, invoking here, we're basically giving everyone a call on trait. Uh, like all traits can function as call on traits. Is that what you're basically, basically saying? Basically, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um <laughs> you can tell how much David is drawing from the Bernie Wheel because I keep recognizing <laughs> these elements.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's why I keep I keep referring to them. I mean, for one, that's sort of where I got them, but yep. also that's just yeah, the easiest way. Yep. One I don't know what's going on I got. I'll congested anyways
0: usually i'm the one who's coughing all the time
1: <laughs>
2: yeah um and then yeah there's the outcome so the, this outcome scale is the same as fate uh, three over is a uh, succeed style but i just i call it great success then under you know one to two over i guess is standard uh, success standard costly is a tie Failures below and then um here's the action so this is probably the biggest step away from what i was doing previously because i've i've changed them to be apocalypse world sort of oh, okay um so i've sort of merged them right because they don't have like uh the moves don't work the same as an apocalypse world and that the gm doesn't do a hard move but they do work the same and that they have sort of steps it's it, i basically merged the actions from fate and the moves from apocalypse world and mm-hmm. sort of the concept so you know, in social conflict, which is basically just a, a lesser, less complicated version of the physical conflict, right? You have, when you make a relevant point and point is highlighted, cause that's the name of the move, right? Um, if you get three over your, this is basically just attacking in social combat. If you get three over, you deal damage equal to your, you know, just like in Fate, you deal damage to the difference of the roles. And you get a Boon, which is basically just my version of a crit, right? So when you get a Boon, you can spend it on, a handful of standard things and then each action has its own boon that you can choose. And they're usually better than the other three, but they, you might not always use them. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this case, you get a plus one D six advantage tags. So basically you just get to free creative advantage more or less um, called a momentum. But if you, you know, get hit, or if you lay up, you know, let up at all on your, on your pressing, you lose it automatically. So it's just a very fleeting one. Um, and then if you get a normal success, you just do your damage. And if you tie, you gain a boost. So that's pretty normal. Um, I have dismiss in here. Cause I thought that was kind of an interesting thing from burning wheel as a concept. It's basically just a riskier version of the attack. So if you're like, oh, this guy is, has zero social stuff and I have all of it. And I'm just going to be like, whatever you said was dumb bye.'" then you can just use this. Right. And if you. If you get a great success, you deal, uh, deal your damage normally and you get a boon. And if you want, you can spend that boon to deal the damage as though they rolled uh, a zero, basically. So you can basically just like crush them, <laughs> um, which is probably the thing you will always choose if you get that. Uh, if you succeed normally, you just deal damage as if you hit normally with an attack. But if you tie, you both take damage, right? You both look like, like idiots. Um, and if you fail, uh, normally there isn't a fail thing because normally it's just a success on the other move, you know, but in this case, in addition to whatever they get, you also take damage equal to the difference between their defense and your attack. So basically if you fail this role, you take a bunch of damage, which is not normal. Um, uh, and even on a tie, you might take damage. So that's, this is something I don't know about because it's, I, there's nothing like this in fade out basically. So I don't know how this will play out but I just wanted to have an option there for that thing. Cause it's a really common thing in a social co- or a social conflict to just be like, what you're saying is dumb. And if you do it right, you just win basically. Um, and uh, then they have, when you make a valid or obfuscating rebuttal, which is just defense in social combat, it works like fate. Um, the boon for that, for both defense things is you can deal one damage to the attacker. Um, it's basically a counter attack. Um, which doesn't sound like a lot but you can only no matter how tough your character is you can never be hit more than six times because well unless you have like some kind of stunt to regain stuff because you only ever have three stress boxes and three consequence boxes at the most they just get bigger so dealing one damage is still minimum you know like
1: uh like 15% damage, something like that, you can, uh, uh,
2: you know, it's still, it's still pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have physical conflict. This is basically just that, but with more stuff. Uh, so when you attack a rated opponent, um, oh, I skipped the universal ones. Sorry. So in in any kind of conflict, there's three kinds of conflicts. And in any of them, you can use universal moves, which are overcome. That's familiar. When you overcome an obstacle mm-hmm. or opposition, which you have the means to surpass, and I've put sort of that narrative requirement in all of these now because yep. it, in the sort of way that brings me up us, uh, you achieve your if great success. You achieve your intent to gain a boon. The boon is you can make the narrative statement, leave no trace or everyone notices. There's also the option that if you were using overcomes like to defend against someone creating an advantage or something like that, you can have it not count as using a reactive. I'll explain what that means later. But sure. um, you, norm, you normally succeed. You get what you want. If you tie, the gem gives you a hard choice or they'll give the opposition a boost. Um, Just in case you're in combat, and it's happening a lot. You don't, you know, it's not always an obvious one. Um, And then creating an advantage. When you you create an advantage with which which you have the means to accomplish in the narrative or scene, uh, because you can also basically make scene tags, like if you're Mm -hmm. throwing smoke bomb, right? Great successes, you achieve your tent, you create a plus 26 advantage or scene tag. And you gain a boon, and the boon is special. Boon is you you can add a, increase it to two d six instead of one. Um, on a standard success, you just you get a plus one d six tag, and then on a tie, you get a boost. Um, and then yeah, back to physical conflict. So you can do those in any kind, obviously. Mm-hmm. In physical conflict, yeah, you attack um, when you attack an arrayed opponent with sufficient ability to harden them. So this is like an actual exchange. Uh, uh, great success deal damage you get the same boon as you did in in social conflict it's just you know if they if your opponent hits you or slows you down or lets you or if you let up you lose your momentum but you get a free like little tag um and again you don't have to pick that the other the options you can pick for boons at any time are lock an opponent's asset which we talked about basically um until the end of your next turn their asset is locked and so they can't use the stuff from it and so it's uh, sort of to help shake things up. You can learn a related trait, you can gain a boost, or you can activate an action-specific boon. Those are the options you always have. Um, and then, uh, yeah, exploit. This is the uh, one I was talking about. So this is, a, this is one I've added. When you exploit a vulnerable opponent with sufficient ability to harm them. So you can't, like, walk up to someone in plate armor with a stick and say, I whack them in the head and roll this. It probably won't work. Unless it's a really big stick and you're a really big guy, then maybe.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, So this is like the coup de gras, whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: So this would be if you're like shooting at someone who's totally exposed and doesn't have any superhuman ability to avoid your shot or armor to endure it. Or if you're um, like assassinating somebody who doesn't know you're there. Or if you're like, you know, sniping at somebody or someone's tied to a chair and you attack them, but for some reason, the GM doesn't just say they die. Mm -hmm. Um, Like There's a note down here. If a character has no means of defending themselves in any way, and they either make no roll at all or the GM will allow the attacker to simply narrate as they please. A character who has no proper defense but could leap out of the way or get lucky may still make a roll. One who is unaware of his attacker may make a roll to notice in time. This acts as their defense. And that's because uh, when you use the exploit, great success is you deal the damage equal to the difference between your roll and defenders and gain a boon, so normal damage. But the boon option is you deal full damage as though they'd roll a zero, basically. So same thing as, as Dismiss, yeah. right? Um, I said this isn't dangerous like dismiss you don't take damage for mm-hmm. <laughs> failing um and then uh a normal success you just deal damage until you attack them it's basically like them noticing you but not in time to not get hurt so you just mm-hmm. deal damage normally um and it, it ties you gain a boost it's just a better version of a normal attack because you yeah. have the option to deal a ton of damage yep um but that's obviously because you have to yeah they have to be vulnerable for you to do it mm-hmm. um so I guess before I keep going, do you feel like there's anything I can add to that to make it do
0: no, better? No, it, it seems or, like it works great. I mean, you'll have to... Oh.
2: Yeah, test it out, of course. Oh, yeah, actually, I have to test it out, make sure it works like I, you want it to, but it seems like it will work well. Okay. Um, does, does having the extra damage thing as the as the boon option make sense? Because the mm-hmm. idea was yep. you could pick just normal damage and a different boon if you wanted to. Yeah. But if you I, have some sort of special thing you're trying to do to them. Um, right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes okay, sense cool. to me. Um, and then there's defend. When you defend against an incoming attack with sufficient means to absorb or avoid the harm, uh, this is normal. The only thing I've added here is there's the option that it does not count as using a reactive if as one of the options for the boon. Again, I haven't explained that yet, but I'll get there. Um, okay, actually should have explained that already.
1: Where did I put this? heck Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what where I put the um stuff for uh actions. Oh, oh
2: it's in the combat section later. Okay. I don't know why that's I've I've been editing the stuff as I go, so some of it's in kind of a weird spot, but um so I'm talking about reactors before
1: I've introduced them and stuff like that, but um
2: so sorry, I'll go back. And then, uh, yeah. So then, uh, the last one I've added is um, when you protect an ally against an attack with sufficient ability to reach them and absorb the harm. Great successes protect the target, receive no damage, gain a boon. The boon is create a one d six advantage tag on yourself called protector. Maybe you stop protecting the same character, or if they are hit, you lose protector. Um, That's, that that seems
0: so Magic the Gathering to me, and I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah, it's true. <laughs> just the way that all uh, was worded there <laughs> yeah 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 that is that is very true actually um uh standard is you protect the target and you receive no damage tie is you protect the target and you receive one damage um and then the opponent's move will give them a boost this is just my way of saying give your opponent a boost but in fate they're like this doesn't stack with the enemies i just made it tried to make it more clear in the text that. Mm-hmm. Be clear that the you know the opponent's move will give them a boost because the opponent's move will have been an attack and if they tie they'll have gain a boost so got it um so it's just informing you that that's gonna happen yep uh and then the there's a note at the bottom the GM may still allow you to protect another character even if you cannot reasonably observe the harm in this case you make no opposing roll and receive the damage instead of the intended target so this is basically just yeah yeah they get their full damage on you and you stand this is sort of me trying to make a preemptively make a thing for what jared always did Uh,
0: yeah no i like that a lot because it's definitely a thing that i think happens often enough in role-playing
2: games that there should be a rule for it in Uh those games but there easily isn't especially Um, in this game where in like fate where zones are a thing and you can attack anybody in a zone like if I'm standing between you and him, you and my buddy, you can just attack my buddy, anyways, mechanically. Yeah. So, and I can't do anything. There's not even an attack of opportunity in fate. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's why I wanted I to get like this here. So, like I'm, it. I'm glad that seems like it'll work. out. Um, then there's engagement. This is for um a non-physical, non-social conflict. So chases, uh, battles. I mean, those are physical conflicts, but on a big scale, uh, you know, infiltrations, that kind of stuff, hacking scenes. Um, they're basically just built around objectives and you fight and I haven't detailed this yet, but basically there's an attack on the, there's like a, so far the way I had it when I did it, the most work on it, it was like a tug of war. And so, uh, around one objective. And if you attacked, you were doing the tug of war and then anything else was like creating advantages, stuff like that. Peripherally. Mm-hmm. And then there were like sort of secondary advantages you could get. Um, like, you know, say you turn off all the traffic lights and chase mm-hmm. or something like that. That might be a secondary objective that you could attack, and you're just either having it or not having it. It's not you don't like. It's not like a smaller tug of war because that would just be a lot going on, mm-hmm. but it would just help you with the main tug of war. And then, um, uh, then there's just a defense move for when you try and keep somebody from pushing or securing. Yeah, um, I like that objectives. Yeah, this looks so, up. Thank you. I'm hoping that that'll be um, flexible enough that it'll work for any situation, but also then that it won't be boring to just be using the same few moves for each kind of thing i hope Mm -hmm. i feel like this won't come up a ton yeah but you know um yeah so that's all of the action types and that i've changed into that uh this is a lot of difference between fate but function i think it'll end up looking pretty similar i don't know if you have any thoughts about that no
0: i i really like it honestly david like I, I think this is my favorite version of bonds I've seen so far. Mine too, um, but I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you. this is this seems very, like you know, very. uh, What am I even trying to say? A unique is such a boring word for it. Um, you know, but <laughs> basically, like it, it, it looks honestly, kind of so honestly engaging in its own, you know, particular way that I think will, oh, will lead to some fun
2: new things that you can do awesome. in a role playing game. Yeah, thank you uh awesome and then this i break down all the modifiers in in gory detail here so basically i just go through all the different kinds of tags so uh, i'll be really brief so basically die tags are just anything that give you p6s right now they go to one to three i might change that to one to four i'm not sure we'll see mm-hmm. um they are asset tags those are just the things that give you bonuses from your assets skill tags those are literally just same just from the life path assets that mm-hmm. are like kinds of skills um Advantage tags, those are ones you create by creating advantage. Scene tags, they're ones that the GM put on the map or on mm-hmm. the scenes or that someone created on a, on a zone, sorry, not a, um, with a create advantage. Um, consequence tags, when you get injured, you build a tag that other people can use, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like in Fate. Um, well, exactly like in Fate, except it doesn't cost Fate one. Yeah. Uh, and then special tags, uh, those are like Momentum and Distracted and uh, Protector is a new one, actually. That um, they're basically just normal tags. It's just because the, tags the rules generate rules, them. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to have a note for them. Um, those all just give dice. Uh, and there's trait tags. I, I figured at this point, the only thing that wasn't called a tag was your character traits. So I was just like, I might as uh-huh. well just do that. Yeah. All in tags. So character concept tag. That's the the high concept character tag. This is one that tells us about your character. And life path tag. This is the thing that tells us about your character because of their past. Mm-hmm. Um, they all do the same thing. They're all just, you know, this describes how they work. They yeah. all do the the reroll misses. Yep. Call on kind of thing. Uh then there's stunt tags. They're stunts, drawback tags. They are basically bad stunts and give you an extra die tag when you make your thing because uh for, for having taken it. Um they go on assets. Uh, and then a nemesis tag this is the thing that a nemesis can get it's basically a boss it makes it so that any other dice in the roll with that tag are shaded, basically oh okay um, uh, so the idea is if you're fighting a dragon you should have a dragon shield so that his fire doesn't roast you instantly mm-hmm. um because if you have that then you will you will uh negate the that benefit of his right it's basically like giving you a reason to go find the MacGuffin to kill the thing because otherwise everything he does is graciated, and he's going to have a lot more dice to, to begin with. So
0: so basically what this means is if something has a nemesis tag, usually it's like the enemy has this nemesis tag on their stuff, but you yeah. could also find a thing that has a nemesis tag for oh, yeah. your stuff to counter that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Like
2: say you were fighting, you know, uh, I don't know why I thought of this. I literally don't even play World of Warcraft, but f- like the guy who has Frostmourne in World of Warcraft, you know? Okay, sure. Um... Say you killed him, in theory, you could take Frostmorn, which would probably have his nemesis tag on it. It'd be his net like because nemesis tags go on assets. And so theoretically, like his armor, his sword, his body, they could all have one or yep. whatever. It just depends. But um yeah, so in theory, you could get one. And if you get like a MacGuffin, it will probably have something like have that. On nemesis it. tag. Cool. Um probably yeah. I like it.
0: I, I like um the way that you're making Using a lot of mechanics from, obviously this is very fate based, but you're also using a lot of mechanics yeah. from the burning wheel, but in a way that won't lead to this sort of brutal gameplay that burning wheel has, right? Uh-huh. Having that, having aspects, yeah. you know, tags in this automatically be call-ons, just less flat, definitely yeah. makes, because it, you can still fail with that, right? Because you're still having right. to roll the dice again, um, yeah. and who knows what it would have, but it still, it gives a sense of... um control <laughs> control yeah and safety and net, just yeah safety net but just in general like a um a, a lighter tone to everything oh, yeah. because For sure. things are skewed more towards success in that yeah. way um and i, I mm-hmm. like that could be based on what this game is supposed to do that makes sense to me but i like the mechanics mm-hmm. that you've added from burning wheel because they make yes. sense with the dice pool system and yeah it is fun
2: awesome yeah i think basically what i've done is take what i had from bond's uh which was very fate heavy and just push a lot more burning wheel into it mm-hmm. i think it um, works really could,
0: really well so. uh, at least on Thank the page you. we'll see if it works yeah uh, <laughs> right
2: yeah <laughs> in real Thank life but yeah i hope so uh and then yeah i just have a section of brother modifiers that's just boosts and boons which just, just tells you the, the options for the different boons got it yeah which i explained earlier just because it came up uh difficulty this will probably change uh because i always i always underdo this currently um there's always an opposed role as of right now. I think I'm going to change that just because of the way I've done or keep it that way, just because of the way I've done tags. Um, like if a character has consequences, the GM needs to be able to take dice from them to roll for them to help like hinder the character because mm. consequences build your opponent's pool. So I, I'm having the GM roll. I know we had a conversation about whether or not there should or not be rolls, but I think just because of the way I built up so much opposition rolls or in like moves i felt like i kind of needed to have it mm-hmm. so uh if something's easy the GM rolls four dice and of course they he the gm will add um scene tags if they're there at consequence tags if the, if the player has them that kind of stuff but base difficulty for an easy thing is four standard is six risky is eight god thing is 10 reasonable is 12 impossible is 14 those are pretty much um uh totally irrelevant because Chances are some character will get 20 successes at some point. Exactly. Yeah, be like, this was you supposed mean, to be a boss. You can say it. You can say uh, it. Jared's character. will, get, yeah, we'll yeah. right. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, <laughs> but that's the general idea. You probably won't ever be rolling easy for most things. Standard will be so basically you, standard roll. You'll be trying to hit a three most of the time. Right. As a narrative general yeah. statement. Um, unless there's uh, things making it harder for you. Um, uh, that'll probably change. Mm. Uh,
0: That's something that, how... that will probably have to change no matter what because
2: you'll figure out how the rolls are actually gonna exactly. go down. <laughs> yeah, um, and the the pools in this game tend to be pretty sizable uh, because yeah. you're just pulling from a lot of different things, and some of those things give you multiple dice. So
0: hey, they were gonna be using roll twenty for it then?
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you um, do
0: you have any idea about getting um how we're gonna use roll twenty for sheets and stuff? Um, so I have um. I have a
2: uh, um, a Excel sheet, a Google a Google yeah, sheet, yeah, um, with character sheets, and I'll actually I will send this to you. Uh, I'll talk about it really quick um, when we get to the asset stage because that's mm-hmm. the most important part. That's where I put all that information. Sure. Um, actually, so I'll share it to you now. Actually, but um, so I'll put the link in the same place as the other one, uh, so that uh, you have that. Um, but yeah, this will, so yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. So uh, I'll probably skip character creation uh, so that I can skip to that yeah. page when we do that. Um, talk about that last. Uh, so then there's bonds, points, bond. I think I'm going to call them bond points because bonds points yep. doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Um, and it sounds a little less like you're tying somebody up. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I've changed this a little bit. So you, uh, actually I've, I've changed this how you get them a lot so accepting a compel is the same you gain a bond point for that i uh, start the game with four i think but at the beginning of a session you gain one no matter what you just gain one okay and then uh you suggest a self-compel to the gm that they agree warrants a bond point um no, like so you have that agree, written
0: out clearly yeah <laughs> that's
2: helpful <laughs> um, uh so yeah basically i want to make sure people aren't spending it just for suggesting yep um you gain one at the beginning of the session, like I said. And if you complete a scene from a relationship interaction or goal or whatever I probably call, call it a goal, yeah, um, I'll explain that a little bit later. But that's I didn't know what I wanted to do with relationships. I have a pretty good idea now, um, but I'll talk about that. Cool. So then, spending them, you can suggest a compel for another character or NPC that is accepted. Um, that's why you spend it, and then invoke a relevant trait to reroll misses. Make a narrative statement about the world. I should say that is accepted here as well because I need to be consistent there. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: so,
2: okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, make an error statement about the world that the GM allows. Uh, suggest a quote unquote flashback role for a plausible action your character took previously and quote unquote off screen. Only expend the point of the GM allows the role. So this is the whole, you don't spend an hour planning. Just go in and spend your bond points to have planned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, because I really like that mechanic. I really think it helps move the game along as long as everyone knows it's a mechanic they can use. And um, and I think that it needs to be controlled. So that's why I've put it at that. Yeah. Um, so then uh, compelling. So this the, basically the only thing that's changed here is that there's. Uh, compel is never actually compelling. Uh, you you can always say no. So suggest a, sub, a suboptimal or complicated course of action or event based on an NPC, another character, or your own traits. Give the player a bond point if they accept, or delete one of your points if the GM accepted for an NPC. Uh, there then there's behavioral and circumstantial. Those are just behavior and event. Basically, it's the same as yeah, as yeah. fate. Um, basically, yeah. The idea there is it's always a suggestion. They can always say no because I found in our games. The only time anyone ever said no was when they felt like it didn't go with their trait. Like they're like, that's not really what I meant. That was the only time we ever said no. Otherwise we always were like, yeah, let's do it. So I was like, there's no reason I think to like make you have to do it. Um, especially because, uh, you get a bond point where, yeah. So, and, and I don't, I I also am not a huge fan of taking away player agency. So, uh, as a person though, so I, I sort of, my only change to compels, um, We'll see how that works. I, I feel like it'll be a positive change. I think we'll have a lot less arguments about whether or not that was what we meant when we wrote it. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, and then yeah, okay, I'm going to skip the whole character section because <laughs> we'll get back to that. Uh, conflict. Uh, we'll see how this goes. I have a single role thing. I I, I did the. Uh, I borrowed that from Ringwheel. You can basically just make a single roll. Right. Yeah. Um. So let me let me see. So you. Assemble a role using tags and other elements that would conceivably contribute to the fight or conversation. Make an opposed overcome role. Victor gains their intent. Works best for phys- a quick verbal or physical change between two people, especially when one side has a clear advantage. Uh, killing intent aimed at the PC should be inflicted as consequence. So no one be, no PC should be outright killed by a single conflict role. So if they're like, oh, I'm going to kill you and you fail, they don't just kill you because <laughs> uh-huh. that would be kind of dumb. You just get you know, badly wounded
1: um
2: uh uh, because yeah it's just not you're gonna have a lot of npcs with killing intent and if if you're just trying to move through something and then you're like oh wait are are we just throwing our entire game off the entire uh, the rails completely because you failed that role you shouldn't have failed (laughs) and you're uh, dead now yeah so uh then there's social conflicts that is uh i mean just if there's stakes in the thing can have a short social combat combat basically um social combat only uses a stress track there's no consequence track so that it's faster um and I, I honestly characters are a lot less likely to have a whole bunch of asset things piling up their dice pool for a social conflict so that the results would probably be lower and so a social conflict would probably drag on for a long time if it had the same amount of staying power as a physical cool one um because it's a lot harder to be like, here's twelve tags from how well I talk, as it is for your sword. You know, mm-hmm. uh, initiative. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. So the basically in social combat, it's just you know, the person who makes the most sense to go first goes first. If there's a reason to be like opposed, like if they're yelling and shouting, then there's just a willpower based role to see who can talk over the other, and they start the they start the fight. Um, characters can swap out so like in theory it's just just a one on one combat in in social conflict but in if you're if one character wants to jump in they can and then the other character goes back but the the original character is the one who's taking all the hits no matter what got it um actions in social combat is just attack and defense create advantage i didn't change these yet for my new things but this will probably all go away cuz i've 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 enumerated all this somewhere else now but at the time i hadn't yet um damage and stress you just yeah you know, you, it's the same as fate you can be taken out you can um you can call it submit in this version in this game but you can actually don't remember what fate calls it you can uh was it surrendering, surrendering called in fate concede concede yeah you can concede basically um and this is, just says basically you have stress explains how damage works um it's a little wordy I'll probably have to fix it later but but uh yeah. The uh, submission and being taken out work the same, you know, there's a concession or no, there's not um, physical conflicts that I just go over the differences. So a physical conflict has a map, I talked about zones. Uh, this is all the same for fate. Um, there's a little bit of stuff I have here for like map scale. So if you're fighting on a giant battlefield, a zone, uh, Actually, do I have this written somewhere? I think I do. Uh, I think it's in the Geo Tools. Let's see, yeah. So map scale. So a, a zero scale map is like a single room, and so you might want to split the room into four pieces, right? Whereas at a normal scale map, a room is one zone, and so basically each each step is uh, a zone is four of the previous uh, four zones of the previous step. So one room is four zones at scale zero. One room is one zone at scale one. And then uh, like a small house might be four zones at scale one, but it's one zone at scale two. And I then know. like, you know, a, a combat area at scale two might be four or five zones, whereas mm-hmm. that would be one zone in a huge scale three. Like, yeah, battle, that makes sense. right. And the idea for that is just to give you an idea of what's happening. So, you know, at a, at a zero scale fight, um, you know, an action probably takes a second or two. At a standard scale fight, an action probably takes a handful of seconds. At a large scale fight, where you know you're fighting between between buildings and stuff, uh, actions might take up to a couple of minutes. And at a huge scale fight, actions can take you know ten or more minutes because you're moving over like flanks of a battlefield and stuff. And so the same thing with like an attack, you're going to be like if this is a long exchange of attacks, right? Um, I also have an option somewhere that probably I will cut where you can increase the amount of damage by the level of scale to to track that so like the fact that you've been fighting for 10 minutes means every time you hit someone you do three extra damage Hmm. because you've been fighting for 10 minutes (laughs) it's not you know um i don't know if that makes sense if it'll work but i just felt like it's weird to have a character who can kill themselves kill each other in a couple seconds at scale zero to take sure 20 30 minutes fighting each other at scale three um but I don't know. I don't know if that really matters. It just was an optional thing I threw in there. Sure. Um, so anyways, I, I explained that because we're talking about maps and physical conflict. And I, I'm sorry that I'm kind of just monologuing at you here. That's right. Um uh I'll try and stop at the end of each section and see you know if mm-hmm. you have any thoughts. Uh but feel free to interrupt. Um sure. so then yeah, there's maps, zones, scene tags go on those maps and zones. Um, they can apply to either the whole map, like darkness or one area, like a campfire might be a, a tag on a zone. You're only ever supposed to have one or two tags on a, on a zone at most, because we want them to be easily kept track of. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course you can create new ones with creative manage. Um, and uh, like all tags, they can be one, two or three d six, but most of them are one, two would be like, basically, I think, where did I write this? Um, like cover, for instance, like, like if you had, um, like a a low wall of, you know, stone or something, it'd be like 1d6. But if you had like a castle wall, it'd be 2d6. And if you had like some divine barrier that God himself set there, it'd be 3d6, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, God God only uh, gets 3d6, wow. Lowercase, lowercase. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, And um, and again, I might change that. That's one of the reasons I was considering changing the top to four just so that it's more of a noticeable difference between... Mm -hmm the smallest and the largest. Um, but anyways, uh yeah, so mostly there'll be one, but if the GM feels like it's worth it, they can give two. And if they're like, this is an insane thing, they can three. Um and uh yeah, initiative and physical conflicts. Um this is a thing I liked from Genesis. I I'm trying to emulate here, we'll see how it goes. But at the beginning of a conflict, characters should build a, a pool with acuity and their ability to react quickly to threats if they are being surprised, or willpower and their ability to remain vigilant if they are ready for trouble. So basically, anything on your character that's like I a watcher and I and you know I have detecting abilities and stuff like that would be that. And then if um you know lightning fast reflexes or you know things like that would be for if they're being surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the cutie or what just because i like the difference between a character who's good at being vigilant and one who's good at reacting in the moment you know mm-hmm. um i don't know if i'll keep that necessarily but i just think it makes sense that not not only fast characters go first you know sure. characters who are good steel could also yeah. go first um and then yeah the number of successes establishes a slot players break ties against the gm any character can use uh, can act once per round on any initiative slot created by their team. There's a disagreement about who should act in the slot. The priority goes to the player who generated it. Uh, once all the slots has been utilized, the round ends, the new round begins. Character is taken out or submits, their initiative slot is removed. Uh, so that's pretty standard to how I had it before.
0: Uh, is any of that? That all seems fine. Yeah, it fine. just seems like something you'd have to play out to yeah. get the handle on.
2: Um, actions, you, know, you get a simple and a complex and a reactive. This is a little bit like DD. and um, So a simple action is anything that can be done that doesn't require too much effort, basically doesn't require a role um, under most circumstances. Um, unopposed movement is a simple action. Overcome, is, is so if the GM requires you to make a role that doesn't really have a mechanical benefit in order to do another thing, um, it may not require any kind of action, but in some cases the GM might decide that it requires simple action. So basically if you're like, oh, I want to shoot this guy. And you're like, okay, the GM's like, well, I don't know if you can even see him. So make a roll to see if you can see him at all. Right. Like if you can mm-hmm. even find that he's there, he, the GM can decide that that doesn't require any action at all. It's just free. Or he can decide that that takes a simple action and yeah. that, you know, you will get to move now or whatever. Sure. Um, and then you get a complex action, is a normal action, basically. So something that requires a role, um, Something that requires some level of focus, uh vast majority of things that you're gonna do that have impact, mechanics will do that. Mm-hmm. so opposed movement this is if you're moving through difficult terrain or yeah. someone's trying to stop you. uh fast movement this is just if you're making an on un- so, yeah, if a character is moved using their simple action and wishes to move an additional zone, they may use their complex action to do so.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, wow still uh <laughs> That's that's how
0: you spell that two piece and not only two one piece, N, i think okay yeah
2: <laughs> i was like why isn't the spell check helping yeah you? all right um, uh then of course you can attack uh unsurprisingly it's a complex action uh creative advantage that's also complex action and then reactive so uh, this is something i totally just added um this is mostly to help balance out if one character that's tough is fighting like a bunch of them Hmm. because in fate one character is just as good at fighting 10 as he is one right um except that he has more chances of being killed of course but yeah um especially in a game where you're basically always getting the majority of your stuff you're just not gonna lose (laughs) most Hmm. of the time uh because even like creating advantages if that doesn't pan out Basically, we'll see. We'll see if locking assets does this already, and the reactive thing is necessary. But we'll see. So, uh, if a character needs to roll in opposition to an opponent's action, they are using a reactive action. A character has no limit to how many reactive actions they can take, but every reactive action after the first during the same round places a plus one d six distracted tag on the character that caps out at plus thirty six, like every other tag. It expires at the beginning of the character's turn. So basically, it's kind of like being wounded is, except for temporary. And only happens if you're being ganged up on basically. So if you're trying to do a whole bunch of stuff during everyone else's turn, they get more and more dice against you as you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the the only two things that comes up is defense, We're reacting to an opponent's attack and overcome, or you're opposing an active character's attempt to create an advantage or interfering in attempts to overcome or obstructing an opponent's opposed move. Sure. or, or yeah, action while you're obstructing them. Mm-hmm. So basically anytime you're you're being active off your turn except for the first time you get plus 26 distraction um and anytime somebody you being distracted helps anybody else they take those dice right yeah um i'm i'm hoping that this is something i really want to work and if it doesn't work i'll workshop it but um i feel like i just want it to not be the case that a character can do as much stuff as they want all the time in fate without there being some kind of you know drawback uh do you have any gut reactions to that? That's sort of a...
0: I like it. I think it looks interesting. Um, But yeah, it'll just be have to be determined by actual play, I think.
2: Yeah. For it to work. My main yeah. concern with it is that it might end up being just too many elements that are in play yeah, at once. Because be. they could have consequence tags, they could have distracted tags, on top I, I of all the other things. Yeah,
0: I feel like what will probably end up happening, though, is like one character might decide that's worth... Like Jared might decide, you know, I'm just going to like try to go all out on this and like get as many attacks as possible even if i have to get you know someone might do that but i think it would only be maybe one player who would attempt to do something like that the rest of us would be like yeah we'll just do the normal one and then not push further
2: also just to be clear you can't do more complex actions with it you can only do more reactive actions with it yeah so it's only like defending more often so you couldn't like make a second attack or whatever unless you had some sort of like special thing right uh yeah i suppose if you had like a special thing that allowed you to take an attack, like a counter attack or something, maybe. And I guess you could. Uh, basically. That's, yeah. That's
0: that's what I'm seeing. It's the possibility for it, is like one character might decide, Oh, I want to make like, ch- try to play into this mechanic, get some sort of special thing where I can like do counter attacks or whatever. And that might right. be fun. Um, But I don't yeah. think, I don't think we'll be It'll using like spur- it too so much. Change. Yeah. it's It sounds yeah. like we'd probably but,
2: just do the one. Basically the main thing that would come up is if you're being attacked by multiple people, they're going to be building distracted dice on you. Because every time you defend past the first, you're mm. becoming more distracted. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the main thing that will happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that'll flow pretty naturally. And especially I like, you know, Roll 20 has the little um tags you can build. So you can just put like a one on like a distracted looking icon, and then we'll know, you know? Yeah. So uh so that's basically the, the combat stuff there. There's stress and consequences. This works pretty much exactly like in fate uh they target your body they're targeting your fortitude they target your mind they are targeting willpower um you can't like i think that if you're talking to somebody in combat it's not like in most cases it's not going to be attacking their willpower it'll be creating advantage um but if you're like using some kind of arcane tongue to, to batter their sanity then uh you know maybe or if you're if you're in a position where you can actually affect their their morale with something you have to say then that could also attack the real part but in most cases it'll be like you're fighting an eldritch god and they're like i look at you and you're like oh ah. <laughs> um so yeah but yeah stress consequences work the same they usually do um so stress recovers when you get a chance to take a breather or end replenish so it's not like immediately after the fight but as long as you're not immediately going to the next thing after a fight you'll get it back yeah um consequences require recovery which isn't a special action which i or no i guess a special kind of overcome action basically which i think i talk about later or yeah right here actually so um oh yeah and then uh so every character has a mild moderate and severe consequence uh box and for fortitude and willpower and you get these you know plus 26 plus 2d6 plus 36 stuck to you for your opponents to use when you take those um you they only ever use the biggest one that makes sense so like if you have all three of these they don't get six dice on you they get three yeah (laughs) that's the biggest one um the thing is that this also counts for willpower so uh there is actually a reason to attack someone's willpower because if you manage to injure them, you can use that to benefit your attacks on their body. If, if you do a bigger hit to it. Right. So, um, it was one of the reasons I wanted like attacking willpower to be an option in combat that actually but actually have a benefit to fighting yeah. physically. Yeah. And so that's kind of the crossover there. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, an opponent who can justify benefiting from your injury or a GM who can argue a task is more difficult because of it can add a tag, add that tag to their role. While each consequence is technically a separate tag, only one can be used against you at a time. When a character inflicts a consequence, they, they name the generated tag something appropriate to the consequence, severity, and narration. Uh recovery, stress, recovers when the character gets a chance to take a breather. Consequences, and we can make an overcome a role to reduce the severity of a consequence. Um fortitude recovery requires medical attention and willpower recovery requires indulgence of a advice or some form of involved medical uh, mental cleansing uh basically there's a fun thing in, in blades of the dark where uh you have yep. the yeah, indulgence from, yeah. yeah yep uh, I'm, I'm
0: really excited to i i've just been thinking about it every every once in a while doing uh the fleshwork blades in the dark hack i'm
2: super excited I about it too i've been thinking about it. it more
0: yeah i can't wait <laughs> Well, the other thought i had though is that technically a total up to you which one would you you would want to do but i almost think band of blades might work better for that because if we could be involved in the endless war it really depends on if we want to be involved in the endless war or That's if we want to be yeah. in the cities doing other stuff
2: right i don't um, know if i've played band of blades is it's basically, that basically it's,
0: it's blades in the dark for soldiers oh, like squads oh i see gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a portion
2: I, of the dark hack I haven't read it, but I could take a look at it. Um, But yeah, it probably depends on if you want to be part of the war. The war is kind of, at least the way I have it now, and I've been sort of workshopping some stuff about it, but the way I have it right now, the war is not the most interesting thing to be in because your point is basically just to kill more people. That's what I figure. Yeah, that that makes sense. So you probably wouldn't want to play (laughs) it. I mean, you could,
0: but... uh, I just knew there was an endless war, and I was like, well, there's a game about war. That's true. (laughs) That
2: does work, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah um i mean, yeah, i'm according that yeah uh so yeah that's how you recover from mental stuff um so i'm not sure exactly how it's to work the way it works right now is you pick a, a consequence severity and you roll against that difficulty and if you succeed all of that consequence and all the consequences below it go down a level or go away um if you fail then nothing happens um and so the idea is you don't think you're going to be able to Fix your really high damage one, you just don't try because you, you get nothing. You just try the little ones and then they'll go down. Um, I don't really know if I like that. But basically, I, the, the one thing is that you can't heal like a moderate consequence and have it go down to minor if you have a minor consequence. So, whatever system I come up with has to allow for the adjustment of the entire um, spectrum. Maybe you have to try and do the most severe one and that's how it works. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, and I just don't want everyone to be rolling a whole bunch of times. Is the main thing. <laughs> um, let's see. So the difficulty roll doesn't benefit from consequence tags on the recovering character, but it does benefit from consequence tags on a different character if they were rolling on the injured character. Perhaps so. If a doctor's hurt and he's trying to heal you, it does hinder him, and he's injured. And that hinders him, right? Um, but you don't. You're not hindered by your own injuries when you try to heal yourself, just because that's a spiraling pool. Hmm. Uh, so it's a death spiral um the base difficulties are as follows if you're trying to fix a minor consequence it's a standard difficulty in optimal conditions and a risky difficulty in poor conditions so 6 in standard and or in optimal and 8 in poor so basically if you're sitting in the muck trying to you know yeah. heal yourself it's harder uh moderate is risky and optimal and daunting which is 10 in poor and severe consequences are daunting which is 10 in optimal conditions and unreasonable which is 12 in poor conditions yeah makes sense to me um so if someone's chopped your arm off and you're bleeding out in the mucky swamp and you're trying 12, to tape 12, it back on. 12d6. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. yeah. Um uh and then there's a the whole burnout thing which I'm I'm not totally sure how necessary it is anymore, but basically you have to cuz I mean I feel like burnout doesn't need to be a thing anymore. It just doesn't seem like it's matters what happens is you have to recover to get your stuff back right you have yep. to roll recovery to get your stuff back but i don't know that it needs like a special name or anything it's you just yep. need to do that. that makes sense to me yep. um i just need to figure out how to like guide the i guess the most typical difficulty for recovering is 6d6 standard difficulty uh but if you have the costly drawback it's 10d6 yes yeah, that's what it does um it's probably just i could probably just put that on there, huh? but anyways uh because Bernard doesn't do anything anymore. It used to have like a big effect and like stuff would happen. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't think it really matters that much anymore.
1: There's only like one place I think it's used.
2: Engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I'm. Oh, I, it's just a different section for that. Okay. Um, and then we're we're almost done here. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so actually, I guess we have to talk about characters still, but that a lot of that is pretty
1: mm-hmm. similar.
2: Um, Opposition. I just have groups. Uh, basically, uh, this is kind of a gross thing here, but uh, the, they get a primary, uh, you know, a dice pool for their primary ability, like the thing that they're good at. Uh, a dice pool for things that are similar, like adjacent to that, and a dice pool for things that are totally unrelated. Then they have a number of stress, and if they have any special tags. So a trivial opponent should be like, you know, I don't know, a street urchin. Mm-hmm. Has no primary dice. They get 2d6 for adjacent. So basically, I mean, that is their primary. That's what it is. They have 2d6 for their primary thing, 1d6 for adjacent, and zero dice for unrelated. They have one stress, so two damage kills them, and no tags. A troublesome opponent has 4d6 for whatever they're good at, 2d6 for stuff that's adjacent to it, and, or peripheral to it. Uh, maybe peripherals are better worth it. And then they have one D six from related stuff. They have a one and a two stress box and a one D six tag. I mean, I, you can just read this, I yeah, guess, basically, yeah. but so on. It's yeah, so basically forth. it just increases by increases. two yep. in each section, more or less. And, yeah, then, and I, I've
0: I've had yeah. the I've been on the overlay where we can see the screen the whole time. So I everybody
2: who watched the video okay.
0: version of oh, this good, at least, will have
2: the, awesome. the doc in front of them. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So it basically on. just goes from having two D six and one D six to ten D six for your good thing, eighty-six for your related thing, forty-six for unrelated, oh, I broke it. And uh, a two, a three, and a four stress, 2d6, uh, a 2d6 tag, and two 1d6 tags. Cool. Um, so, uh, And to be clear, uh, I guess I should sit down here, a maximum of six members are in a group, which means that a full group uh, is going to be rolling with an extra 5d6 because they get 1d6 per member. So a group of six lethal people is rolling 15 dice, and they have a 2d6 tag and a 2d6 tag. So if they all apply, which won't be likely, that's, you know, like 19 dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they I want groups to be able to be dangerous if the GM wants them to be. Sure. Um, so they scale pretty much all the way up uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, we'll see <laughs> if that actually turns out to be the case. But mm-hmm. um, they only have stress though. So they don't have consequences. Right. Um okay. Because I feel like that's Any not necessary. Arrivals. Yes, rivals are just NPCs or just PCs, but NPCs. Yep. Uh, nemesis are just rivals, except they have nemesis tags. Yeah. Um, and also probably much better dice pools than a rival or a player would normally.
1: Um wor- worms.
2: Worms laying Lance says he wants me to change that too. That's fine. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Thank you. For that. Um, and then this stuff doesn't matter so much. This is just like me trying to get the, the tool section is like me going into super unnecessary detail. And like, if you want to make a new drawback tag, here's all of the elements mm-hmm. I've used to like try and design them. Good yeah. luck. Like I eventually I'll throw this all out. Um, but it, this is kind of just. Uh, not really necessary for the conversation. And uh, so the yeah. last thing is characters, I guess, unless there's anything you want to say about.
0: No, yeah, that's that's all seems cool to me. Yeah. OK, cool. Um, yeah. Is anything terribly changed in characters? Because I feel like we didn't we talk about this um, pretty extensively. Yeah. Last time?
2: So let's see. Um, I'll, I'll kind of just sprint through it. And we'll see. We'll see if anything's changed. Uh, so and then we'll go look at the, the other sheet. So.
1: If I can find my character sheet section, my character section.
0: Uh, right after compelling. Okay, I keep scrolling past
2: it. Direction. <clears throat> okay, there we go. Uh, traits. This hasn't changed much. Yeah, you have general your overall concept. Uh, a, a trait that comes from who you are, a trouble that comes from who you are, life, uh, a trait that comes from your life, your path, your history, and a trouble that comes from your history. Mm-hmm. Um, have so the same the, approaches. Yep, six approaches. You pick one to give plus two, one to give plus one. The others all plus zero. Conditions for two willpower influence and acuity. they um, have not changed at all. You pick one, either a focused round hit or jack of all trades options, mm-hmm. which is just to say that you know you're either really good at one, or you're decent at most Media of them, or you're at the same at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Stress—I think this may have changed the way these works. Basically, you only ever get three boxes at most, but they get bigger. Um, and same thing with consequences—you only ever three boxes at most, but they get bigger. Um, and if you only have one D six, you actually take your moderate consequence first. So the first time you get injured, it's automatically a plus two consequence tag because you're just really frail. Um, so that's bad. You don't want that. Um, but you can't get one D six fortitude. Oh no, you can't actually Never mind, That is an option. Yeah. But maybe don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you take a focused option and you actually have two, one D sixes, I didn't even read that. Um, uh, so yeah, that could be bad uh assets you you start uh, you get a life path of two skill set tags and an asset with a free asset tag additionally you get eight points you spend them flying away this will probably change the way that you build your like having eight random points i feel like i don't like that it's just the way that it's worked out so far this has changed so one point you can buy a new new die tag at 1d6 um i've been doing plus 26. you can back ah, you can buy a third asset with a free plus one D six asset tag. you buy a stunt tag. Originally there were different kinds of stunt tags and sort of change that. Um, you can increase the asset burn of a capacity tag by one. Um, so it's like the one that has the ammunition that gets used every time. Then you can increase that by one for only one point. Um, you can increase the bonus of a die tag to plus two D six for two points. Uh, you can increase the stress level of a destructible asset by one. So that's like, if you have armor or people or whatever, um, you can give them more health um, for two points. Um, and you can buy a fourth asset with a free plus 26 asset tag for two points. Uh, I mean, it's mostly the same, but I've it down a lot. There used to be a handful mm-hmm. more options um, and they just weren't necessary. Um, so building an asset, I don't think, I don't know how much this is new. I don't think very much, but um, yeah, you'd, looks the same to me. Yeah. And it's actually easier to tell from the other sheet anyway. So we'll skip that (laughs) for now. Um, Drives and goals, they've changed a lot. um, And relationships have changed. So this is all incorrect. Now I have to fix it. Uh, This is where I'll go back to the top of the sheet. The green stuff is mostly to do with this. Um, So my idea now is for one sort of an unrelated thing, when you get paid in the narrative, you basically get XP instead of money. We don't don't track money. And I'll explain why that's the case in a second here. Um, but you just get a small amount of XP, everybody does. And then uh, which we'll see, that could get out of hand if something like Fergus hacks $10 million. You know, it's like, <laughs> what do you do at that point? Um, but uh so the way this works is goals and drives give the whole group XP, which they cannot spend. You can't spend XP in its core form. Um, the reason I did that was because actually because of our first session in um Elysian Road when uh we were talking about how it was annoying that people out level each other and stuff. And I remembered that, um, Oh, what's that game called? The one we just played it. The, uh, I tried worlds has the, like the first time that something happens like this, everyone gets XP. Right. And, um, I was like, I'm just going to go in that route because the thing is, again, I'm trying to burn pull things from burning wheel. Right. And the thing about burning wheel is you're rewarded for pursuing your, your,
1: um, Goals, right? But you're not rewarded with XP. So you don't outlevel people when you pursue your goals, right? Um, you know what I
2: mean? Uh say it again. So in in Burning Wheel, you're rewarded for pursuing your goals, right? Yeah. But you're not rewarded with XP. So you don't outlevel people, right? You're rewarded with a currency. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's the reason that fate doesn't have the issue. That we had in Elysian Road where people were out leveling each other mm-hmm. and so I was like what I want to do now I still want to reward people for pursuing their goals and I, I want there to be an XP thing there so instead I, I went with that and tried a world thing where the first time anything happens like this everyone gets mm-hmm. XP basically yeah, sure. whenever a character gets XP for their goal which that, that still works the same but whenever they get XP for their goal everyone gets it Got and it. it also encourages you then to contribute to other people's yep, goals that makes sense um, which I'm hoping will help sort of Still encourage you to do that, but not punish you or uh, not um uh like throw things out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and now you can't spend XP, right? As as just a resource. What happens is when you go into downtime, you have three options of what you can do. You can rest, which allows you to make a recovery roll. You can work, which allows you to convert your XP to currency. Mm-hmm. And so if you have an asset or a tag that needs to be paid for, you use that. Yeah. And then, or you can practice, which converts XP to growth. And so if you have, if you have an asset that needs to be worked out, or if you want to improve a condition, which is very expensive, but you can do it, you need growth. And the idea is there is that I, the, I'm using the same mechanics for things that are improved in different ways sure, like that. Yeah. You know, a magical sword uses it mechanically works in a similar way to, you know, a magical, uh, like, I don't know, a magical fists ability, like magical fists or something. So because of that, I wanted to have two different ways to approve them, and the other thing is that you don't like, like buying us a, a cool new weapon in this game is literally just buying an asset, right? And so you might as well just be doing that instead of
1: whatever. Um,
2: so uh, so that's why I wanted to have this difference between currency and growth, and I wanted you to be free to 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 put your XP in whichever one you wanted, but I also wanted it to follow from the narrative. So I wanted it to make sense that you have this XP or growth, right? I'm sorry, it's currency or growth. And that's why I did the downtime thing. I'm not sure how this will feel and I'm curious how you feel about it, but I want that to be sort of how people go about leveling up instead. Yeah. So, do you have any initial thoughts on that? Like, does that seem like it would?
0: It's. We're just kind th- of. That's an, another thing. I th- feel like it's just going to have to be played out to see. Um, it seems right. like it could work. Um, and obviously, it makes it makes the leveling less individual and will help. Yeah, people not to go crazy. Right. Okay. With that. Um, I'm not sure that this game though would is going to have as much of that problem as a game like, um, at least, uh, start Right. Because you're not hitting levels. Yeah. Like, it's not exactly the yeah. same. But yeah. It, it sounds like a good fix to a problem um that might appear i think that's the that's the one thing i'm seeing it might end up trying to fix a problem that the game doesn't have but uh, right we'll probably yeah. have to play it out to see yeah
2: well and i did yeah. want it to follow from or for the second half at least i wanted the stuff to follow from the narrative which is why i have the yeah. whole mm-hmm.
0: i like i like the stuff downtime stuff. stuff um the you know the way that that's you're converting true. xp for sure makes sense there um okay. Okay. especially just uh, the way that assets work it seems yeah like. it, it makes that was that kind of sense. the thing I was, yeah.
2: I was trying to facilitate the way that they work yep. in in that mm-hmm. um and then yeah if you get paid you get currency which is xp basically and you can convert a, a one point of currency xp to a plus 2d6 cash tag so if you're like trying to buy something that isn't going to go on your character sheet and you're like i have all this money but i can't spend it on anything because it's xp you can convert it to tags it'll basically be a bribe right like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, just because it wouldn't make sense if you had all this currency XP and you couldn't buy stuff in the setting. Sure. Um, and uh, the last thing here is relationships. So the way I have this working now is relationships are a scene that a character wants to have with another character. So like, I want to talk to this character about this. I want to confront this character about this, whatever. When you complete that scene, you get a bond point. Um, so that's the primary way of getting bond points besides being compelled and just the one you get at the beginning of the scene. Or the game is having the scenes with the characters. Basically, I want to encourage you because I, you know, you give rewards for the things you want people to do. I want people to pursue their characters' goals, which is XP, and I want people to pursue their characters' relationships and like and yeah. explore them, which is rewarded with bond points. Um, because again, I didn't want to overinflate the XP thing, so I took a note from Burning, mm-hmm. from Burning yeah. Wheel. Was like, I'll give them a currency, the the, the game currency, for doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, if you're like. I'm also hoping that it'll end up being where like, you're about to go into a big fight. You're like, okay, I need a bond point for this. I have <laughs> this thing that says I need to confront this character about something or have this emotional Perfect. moment. I need to do it before this fight. <laughs> so I have this point. Have and so then you get the dramatic moment. like before the fight, yeah. I need to tell you yeah. something moment. Yeah, I'm well, hoping sure. that's how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it um, does play out like that, that should be fun. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So Cool, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm glad that. that yeah, that good. makes sense to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the last thing. Is assets. I just if you want to switch over to the uh, that other oh, sheet um, real quick. So there's an assets tab at the bottom. Um, I've done a lot of busy. I have a lot more busy work to do on this because I like have five or six now. One, two, three. I have like five of these with nothing in them. but I gotta <laughs> write all the rest. But basically, yeah, when you build an asset, you pick a theme. This has not changed at all. When you pick a template. I don't think this has changed at all, has it? It's, if you uh I sorry, I guess I should make sure you're on the right tab. Are right? you at the uh um, okay, I'll click on the thing so it's show, no, it shows where am I, I supposed to go? Uh so the, the character bond the bonds character sheets um Google Sheet yeah, thing I said? I, yeah? I'm on that, yeah. Oh okay. Uh so at the bottom, the assets tab. Uh perfect, got it. Okay. Um so the asset theme hasn't changed at all. This is just the kind of thing you have, right? Um Yes, yeah, asset template. I think this was a case when we did the, our last thing, right? Or was it not?
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah,
2: okay. Yes, yeah, so that's just the life path, you get one of those capacity every time you use one, you check a box. And once you use the boxes, they're gone. Um, conditions. Uh, you have it as long as you're healthy. <laughs> um, uh, and then destructible is it has health. Um, then eat, then I go down and each one of these like life paths, the first one, you pick it tells you what to you know what to do. So if you have skill set, um, you can get normal asset tags um on these anyways and then stunt tags. It just instructs you on how many to take for each thing. Oh, I gotta change this on all of them. Um I don't know that any of this has really changed. Uh, I've added some mm-hmm. stunts. Yeah, um, I definitely appreciate all the tags and stuff
0: here um and the the explanations yeah. for things. It it definitely yeah. helps. To
2: be able to think through how to make stuff, yeah, compare stuff, yeah. I'm trying to have as many options possible. The issue is, I get down to um, once I got down to NPCs and like uh, organizations and uh, holdings, I'm struggling to come up with stuff for that. Yeah, I got to work on that, but uh, but that's I guess just a me problem. I just gotta put my nose to it, but (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know that much has changed. The main thing is it stunts now. You can get stunts, um, they all cost one point to buy. Um, And instead of being like, oh, uh, you know, this is just an objectively better stunt, but for the same price, the way it works now is um, the stunts have different costs inherently. I mean, I had that as a case before, but I undid it and I redid it. So uh, basically a stunt can cost a few different things either activates when you're using a complex action and counts as having used a reactive so you get distracted or it uses up your free reaction Mm -hmm. um but you do it while you're using a complex action so that would be like um i don't know if you had like a oh um i think the sprinter is this one so like basically if you want to move an extra an extra extra thing while you're using your complex action to move for free you know um
0: You're good. I could hear you. I I just had oh, I just outside. realized there was light coming in from the out, oh. outside. Oh uh, shining on my face. So Oops.
2: <laughs> it's like there's one and where... I'm a vampire,
0: so that might kill me. So
2: <laughs> same. <man. laughs> um uh so like if you there's a sprinter stunt, which is if you use your complex action to move unopposed, you can move an extra zone. So you can move three zones in turn, so two. Um that's this, right? So it just activates for free, but it counts as having used a reactive. So you don't get your free reaction at turn. Everything you do after that that's reactive gives you a distracted, if that makes sense. Uh, um, I'm trying to find where that is. Oh, that's, that's on the rulebook. I'm just, I haven't. Oh, got it. I, I skipped I'm back over. Yeah, I'm just reading it out. Got it. Um, they, uh, it could require a complex action, so it could just take your turn to do it, right? So, like, for instance, making an area attack. Obviously that requires it. It's just an attack. So, um, it, it could be a thing you can only do once per conflict, or it could be a thing you can only do once per session. Um, and those are, so like, if you go into the uh, thing, the, the main, the sheets, again, um, if you look at the stunt tags here, like once per conflict, you accumulate no distracted tags for using reactors for a round. Basically you can defend against as many people as you want, and they don't get any bonuses, but for a round, right? And it's once per conflict. Um and then uh the long stride that's move an additional zone when using a complex action to make an unopposed movement um although that didn't actually
1: so i should say well should be we two of these i guess because that's not what i okay.
2: um uh, and there's another once per conflict lock all your consequence tags around. Basically, you just go eight, and it doesn't matter if you're hurt. It doesn't help, it doesn't hinder you at all. Uh, once per conflict, uh, you can reduce the severity of a fortitude consequence by one level of severity. So it's like um, uh, those were mostly once per conflict. We had one that came with the thing. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, if you go down to the powers and abilities one, the stunts down there, the next section down
1: where we just were mm-hmm. um so like
2: uh the area attack you can apply an attack to all characters in the zone it counts as using a reactive action um or uh, let's see the whirlwind you can target all your adjacent characters with an attack it counts as using reactive uh let's see when you use a defense action special boon deal the difference between your role's uh, so this is currently how i have counter attacking working by the way it's a mm-hmm. stunt you can take when you use the defense action special boon which deals one damage Deal the difference between your roles as damage to your opponent instead of one Got it. this counts as having used a reactive so most basically it's like you can either you know have it be like it's taking your attention and so it's counts as a reactive and you're more likely to accrue distraction you can have it be limited use or you can have it um, just take up your actions. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can have all of the stunts cost the same amount of like character points or whatever, but they're you know still hopefully somewhat balanced because it's more about the amount of times you can use them and, and sure. the cost. Um, that's the main change I've had there. Um, we didn't really use stunts much, so I don't really know if that wasn't really much of a change as far as you're concerned, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm basically trying to have that be the case so that I don't have to worry about a bunch of stunts costing different stuff sure, or whatever. yeah
1: um, i think that's basically it um most
2: of the stuff i changed and i'm concerned about uh so yeah again i this episode is just me talking a lot i apologize for <laughs> that no that's okay um but i appreciate your feedback uh, did you have any other last you know summary um i don't
0: I'd, think so like it it uh, i've already said i think all the stuff that i would say yeah um so. but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to play it. Um, I think it'll be fun and interesting. Um,
2: thank you. I'm looking forward yeah. to it, uh, and I I appreciate your your feedback. And,
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's so definitely in its in its final form here, at least a final play test too. form.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think I'm I'm coming up on it. I think because most of the feedback I've gotten about the game is, I think I'm beginning to be able to address things like you know it being difficult to. sort of connect the mechanics with the like narrative what it looks like in the narrative and like coming up with how to use them and that kind of stuff Um, which is mostly just me doing the busy work of making lists and stuff Um, but also just trying to yeah um, Mm -hmm. fill out the what everything means basically (laughs) yeah for sure so uh, yeah i'm looking forward to it i think it should be fun I just have to remember all this stuff while we're playing. the hard for <laughs> Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm um. excited to make a character and, and, and do it whenever. I don't know when that will be exactly. But, yeah. Um, whenever we get right. on to it. Um,
2: yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We should do a session zero sometime. Maybe even now that's on true. Tuesday, if people are free just so we can, so I can have stuff yeah. to think about or whatever. That's true. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, that's does it for me. I think as far as this episode goes,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah if anyone else has any you know anyone who listens to this has any thoughts on yeah, on mechanics absolutely. that have been um said here if you if you just listen on audio you might want to go back and if you're interested you know go through the video and you'll see all the stuff actually written out on the screen um you'll be able to read it more more closely yeah um but uh yeah and if you're interested in possibly play testing this with us feel free to hop on my discord it'll be linked in uh the show notes here and uh i often will post um in the role playing game section there and be like, hey, hey everybody. Uh does anyone <laughs> want to play a role playing game? Where it looks like we're out. Well member, we're gonna do a one shot. And so what we're gonna be doing on Tuesdays typically uh, when we do one shots is gonna be doing a uh session of bonds. Um so it'll be good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Would you like to us, David?
2: Yeah, sure. Well thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for indulging my uh my monologue and things like that. But I uh
0: that's right, I'll get back at you because we'll
2: we'll do uh, an episode on show tunes and I'll just yes, monologue at you. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. No, it sounds good to me. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us and uh, we hope you're inspired to play more role-playing games, not video games this time.
0: <laughs> I forgot you did that, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Thanks.